Welcome to Season 3 of the Nashville Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson, and in addition to hosting this show, I'm a husband, a father, a real estate investor, and a residential mortgage advisor with New American Funding. I lived in Nashville for seven years and absolutely love this city. Thanks for listening and supporting the show over the past two years. Today's episode, I sat down with realtor Katie Prendeville to discuss marketing tactics for realtors, along with how the market is looking in Sumner County. Get ready for a great episode. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Nextdoor Photos. Nashville Realtors, finding high quality photos and videos for your listings shouldn't be a hassle or break the bank. Nextdoor Photos is your local solution to help you get your listings sold faster. You can get on our calendar in under three minutes with our online booking platform. Take your pick from a wide range of services, including photos, floor plans, drone, listing websites, walkthrough videos, and more. And the best part, you'll have all your media delivered within 24 hours at no extra cost. Plus, our client portal makes it easy to find all your media in one place and upload straight to the MLS. For our Nashville Real Estate Podcast listeners, use the coupon code NREP, that stands for Nashville Real Estate Podcast, for 25% off your first order with us. Discover just how effortless it is to elevate your listings at nashville.nextdoorphotos.com. This is your host, Jared Swanson, and today we have with us in studio the great realtor, Katie Prendeville, who is with Tyler York. Katie's an entrepreneur at heart with a passion for educating others on all the benefits and how-tos of real estate investing, whether that is doing their first flip or building a large portfolio. You may also remember her from last season. Let's give it up for Katie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm Good. doing well. Thanks again for coming on the show. We kicked off season two with you last year. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. We thought, let's do this again. I love it. Am I the season three kickoff? Uh, if I'm not, that's okay. Right now. I don't I know. If I'm playing. not, that's okay. I might have, I might have promised that to, to Doug. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Um, but hey, we can always switch things on the fly here. Listen, if it goes to Doug, I will happily <laughs> bow my title to Doug. Hey, it, it's a trend, right? Yes. Season four, season five. Yes, I'm just happy to be back. Yeah, I'm happy to get, get this going again. Um, we're on a little hiatus. Having a baby and, and lack of sleep was surprisingly mm. a little harder than I thought. I was mm-hmm. like, we got this. But um, but we're here. And uh, before we talk about some, uh, some really cool things that you're doing in real estate as far as the marketing side of things and also... We're going to get into different areas around town and um, some other cool products as far as um, what investors can look for. Um, We'd love to know, where is your favorite restaurant right now? Okay, so right now it is off of Thompson Station, kind of in like uh, Thompson Lane. Mm -hmm. Thompson Lane, I was just in Thompson Station. (laughs) I'll have to excuse my realtor brain. Um, So it's right off Thompson Lane. It's uh, in like... Berry Hill-ish area. It's a little strip mall. It's called Osh, mm. O-S-H, hmm. and it reminds me of a mix between like Greek food and Indian food. Really? But technically, they are from Uzbekistan. Huh. Yes, and they take off a month every summer. I think we're past it at this point. Okay. But they take off a month every summer because they go back to Uzbekistan to visit family and friends and the whole thing. But it is like this little, you would drive right by it. You would just think like, oh, it's a karate studio and a dry cleaner and a restaurant. Sure. It's fine. But you go in and it's 
oh my gosh, it's the best food. Really? It's so good. How did you find out about it? So my husband actually found out about it. He works with a guy, or used to work with a guy, who is from somewhere near Uzbekistan originally. Mm -hmm. And so when he moved to Nashville, he wanted like food that tasted like home yeah. and found Osh. And then when Brian would take his contractor's places, he would let them choose. And he was like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to take you, man. Yeah. We're going to Osh. So no we found it through that. And now like we will drive the 45 minutes. That's amazing. Fight the traffic to go and get the food yeah. there. Okay. So good. I, and that's why I feel like there's lacking in Nashville is a lot of diverse mm -hmm. food, like especially from, from that, those cultures. So Yeah, we miss that about Chicago. It's like one of the only things we really miss yeah. is how diverse the food selection was. Like yeah. you can get some great barbecue here, mm -hmm. yes, but sometimes you just want like, how about some Jamaican food yeah. or, you know, I it, don't know. Cuban food. Cuban, yeah. There, there's a few. It's not like, you know, there's one of each on every corner like Chicago. Yes. But, yes. Uh, but it, it's starting to grow. So, Osh, I wrote that down because I will definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Highly recommend. Well, that is a great tip in itself. We, I feel like we could stop there you now. And, you know, <laughs> That's all we needed. We've got a lot of info. We just provided the, the listeners. We're right? done now, yeah. Now they're <laughs> set for dinner, so we're all good. <laughs> well, I guess we do have to keep going um, and talk a little bit about real estate. Um, one of your uh, many hats that you wear is a marketing manager with Tyler York, and you've been in this position now for six, seven months now? Ooh, um, I think it was April, because I remember getting the call for it at the end of March. Okay. So yeah, probably April, so what is that, six months? Yeah, about six months. I think months. you're right. Okay. Man, time flies, huh? It really does. Right? Oh my gosh. Actually, well caveat when you have a baby time slows down oh first. interesting just because you're up way more than mm. you normally are that's what i found I could all your days like meld together and you're yeah. like where are we exactly. what's happening who who's ha what exactly okay who's doing what yeah doesn't matter sleep right? deprivation is real <laughs> exactly exactly well um i'd love to talk about kind of what you are um you know telling your fellow agents what you're doing yourself kind of we're recording this here mid-October, so we're getting into the fall full swing of things. And as we go into winter, which is normally more of a quiet period for real estate, um, a little bit quieter this year mm -hmm. um, for, for everyone. But but we don't want to use those as excuses. Like, what, what are you doing um, to make yourself stand out or kind of some cool ideas? Yeah, um, I'm kind of telling everybody, you got to go back to your basics and you got to kind of rethink, like, what did I do four years ago? How did I start this? Or what is the, the simplest form of marketing I can think of and start there? Because I think especially since we haven't had to market a whole lot in the last few years, if we try to jump in and do something really big, like I had a newer agent come to me with this really big idea and I was like, I love this energy mm -hmm. first, let's keep that, but let's build up to this really big idea because I think you're gonna get a little bit overwhelmed with how much that's gonna take. Um, so rather than like jumping in that you're like, I gotta be big, it's gotta be expensive, it's gotta be flashy, like mm -hmm. reel it down and just kind of start back in basics. So like a lot of agents right now that I'm working with at Tyler York and that I'm just seeing in general are doing um, mail marketing again, mm. which like- I was gonna ask you about that. Kind of feels silly, yeah. right? Like we, I feel like we all go to our mailbox now and we're like, ugh, yeah. mail. Yeah. But like it, it's in front of you, it's on your counter, if you're consistent about it, the ROI is actually pretty good on it. Mm. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that I'm seeing is do the mail marketing. Like mm. social media takes a lot of learning and a lot of 
trial and error and a lot of time mm -hmm. to do the reels and the posts and the videos and everything and it's great. But if you're not really ready for that, just like pull yourself back a little bit and start with a quick postcard. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just like you, hey, I'm your neighbor such and such. Not only am I your neighbor, I'm also a realtor in this area. You want a market report on your house because prices have been wild. How much equity do you have? Reach out and let's talk about it. Super so simple. That's that's you bring up a good point to your neighborhood. Would you say that's probably going to be your higher success rate is figuring out where you live versus saying I'm going to go Google what the highest you know income zip you know zip codes are and then blast my name out there. Yes and no. I think it kind of depends. Okay. Which I think is a little bit surprising for people. So one of the things that's really important if you're an agent is is your neighborhood already saturated? Mm. So like up in Hendersonville, we have a lot of realtors that have done this in their neighborhood for years and years. And everyone knows in you know such and such neighborhood, Cheryl is the woman. Mm -hmm. You're not getting in because Cheryl's getting that oh. business. So like that can be a little bit tougher to break into. Now you're going against what everybody, they know her, she does trick or treating, mm -hmm. you know, they see her all the time, mm -hmm. she's at HOA things, it's a big thing. So sometimes that can be really hard to break into. However, doing it in an area that you're really comfortable mm -hmm. and that you're already in and people are going to see you at a coffee shop or at the grocery store or at a soccer game, mm -hmm. there is something to be said for that. Yeah. So I would say absolutely start by like checking your own neighborhood and you can do, it takes a little bit, I've done it, but you can like run a search of all the sales in your neighborhood in the last I'd say probably 18 months mm -hmm. and try to figure out how many agents have had reoccurring sales. Mm. And then from there, there's a very specific math equation that someone gave me once <laughs> where it was like, if more than you know 12% of the sales are by the same agent, it's saturated and don't do it. I don't remember if that's the exact number, right. but like, just keep in mind as you're going through those, right. if you keep seeing, you know, Sandy Q is the same agent, mm -hmm. you're like, mm, maybe we're a little saturated. Maybe yeah. I should try the next neighborhood over. Yeah. You're still familiar with it. You'll still be in that area. You live it, you breathe it, you're there. Mm -hmm. However, you're not trying to like dethrone Sandra, yeah. if that makes sense. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's a lot of good um, insight into that. And another thing you mentioned too is when you're out, you're in the community, it's direct mail is not just throw it out there and just wait for the phone. It's one of the steps you do, but get involved. Go to the mm -hmm. monthly meetings in your association or um, put on a small event at, at the park. Get uh, you know, a snow cone machine in the summer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do something small. Join a book club. Yeah. You know, get in the Facebook groups. Um, my managing broker, Charlie, started his neighborhood's Facebook group. Oh, cool. And so like, he will like live and breathe. Like, guys, if you want to break into your neighborhood, figure out if there's a Facebook group and if mm. there isn't, start it and you're now the king or queen of that group wow. and or join it and just be super active. Yeah. But in a way that is really like uplifting and beneficial to everyone, mm. not in a way that it's like, hey, I'm Charlie, don't use that person. Right. You know, it's a way that's like, hey, his, his whole thing was like, hey, Charlie Peterson here, so-and-so mm -hmm. is listing our neighbor, the Miller's house, it's you know going up on Friday for X price. Let's all send them a little bit of extra love and some mm -hmm. help and like some good vibes to get this house sold. Yeah. Like just being a positive influence. Yeah, and genuine. And genuine and showing that like I know what's happening in our neighborhood. I'm here. I'm involved. I'm a part of it. Mm -hmm. Also, come stop by our house on Halloween. Like yeah. you said, like get a snow cone machine in the summer. Like really being intentional in ways to 
kind of put yourself out there and like make people know you, yeah. like you, and trust you because that's that's what people need in their right. realtor. Right? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, how much does let's say I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but like the cost to do. I mean. How long would you even do a campaign mm -hmm. of direct mailers, and what does that roughly cost, give or take a wide range? Yeah, so I'm running one right now. Um, I started at the beginning of this year, actually, after talking to Becky Lawrence. Shout out to Becky. <laughs> um, she's a marketing genius, and so I sat down with her and kind of went through some ideas, and she helped me really narrow down, and that was so incredibly helpful just to get like an outsider opinion, but I digress. Um, okay. So I'm running one right now. It's specifically aimed at renters in luxury apartment buildings that have really bad Google ratings. Mm. Because I noticed last year, yeah, I noticed last year a handful of my buyers were first-time buyers who were between like 30 and 36. Mm -hmm. They were renting because, well, why not? They chose mm -hmm. to, they, they didn't have to, they just thought, I'm not ready yet, I don't wanna deal with it, let's just do this. Yeah. And then the reason they decided to buy was because either their rent was being raised exorbitantly or the management was poor. Mm -hmm. um, so there were all of these like, well, I'm paying X month for this luxury building. Mm -hmm. It's not really feeling luxury anymore. So why don't I flip and I pay the same amount and have my own house? Mm. Um, so that's kind of the inception of why I started with the renters. Anyone who tells you to do a mail marketing campaign is going to tell you to do it for at least 12 months. Mm -hmm. You got to be in front of them. Um, some places online, will tell you to do it twice a month for 12 months, mm. which starts to get up there yeah, in price. Sure. So it kind of depends on financially what you right. can consistently swing. You kind of mm -hmm. have to put that together on the front end. Um, so for my campaign, I'm hitting a thousand doors. I'm doing it once a month. And like I said, I'm gonna do it for 12 months. It's hitting like 11 to 1300 a month okay. to mail that all out. Is that something you pay up front or each month? And could you, not that you want to stop it, because like mm -hmm. you said, you need to let it run, but what, could you stop it at any, any time? For sure. Oh, you can. For okay. sure, yeah. And you could find, I mean, that's just the person that I chose to go with yeah. for printing it. Um, there were places that were more expensive, mm -hmm. substantially. There, I'm sure, are places that are less expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also doing them rather than it being just like a postcard mailed. Mine are in an envelope, okay. so it looks more like an invitation. Gotcha. So it's a little bit like presented a little, a little bit extra, fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little nicer, yeah. Makes it stand out a little bit more sure. was my thoughts. We'll see. Yeah, hey. Still could... still waiting. We haven't hit the 12-month yeah. mark yet, so I don't have my full ROI. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, that was kind of like at the beginning, I figured out, okay, how much am I comfortable spending for the year? Mm -hmm. I need to be able to commit to this. How much monetarily how many postcards does that get me mm -hmm. per month so i kind of backed into it um but i mean you really could stop at any time i'm paying as i go monthly mm -hmm. sometimes they have discounts which is really great nice. so if you choose to do it as like a realtor out there see if they have discounts they'll roll out mm -hmm. every month or so like my place will do 20 percent off print orders okay which is actually really helpful when you're yeah. spending 1300 bucks oh, awesome. um so yeah, there's there's a lot of options, but at least knowing you can commit consistently, mm -hmm. um, deciding how much you want to spend, and then deciding who you're speaking to yeah. is the other big part. Yeah, like no, really love, specifically figuring that out. Yeah, and I love the thought process of what you did into that to figure out who to target. Um, it sounds like you got more than twelve percent market share. So everyone listening, sorry, Katie, to it, <laughs> but you can find your own 
uh, niche out there that, that's, that's right. a good spot. That's um, right. That's very cool. What What are some other things outside direct marketing that you think are would be successful? Oh, we're diving into it all this year. Mm-hmm. I know agents that are doing everything possible to try to market. Um, I have a listing right now that if anybody out there has a listing, they know things are a little bit slow. You know mm-hmm. things are a little bit slow. Um, so to do a little bit of extra marketing, I'm doing social media, mail marketing, and then I've done um, Facebook and Instagram ads. Okay. First, yeah. both for the open house, and then we just did a price improvement. So now there's a Facebook, Instagram ad out there nice. about the price improvement. That's what I was going to ask you too. Like, oh, I feel like that's coming back on listings. You need to not just throw it up on you know the MLS. Mm-hmm. It's, there needs to be some targeting. Totally. That. Yeah. Totally. And like again, there's really easy ways to start small with it and be a little bit more budget conscious because that's kind of the hard thing is like we as agents don't get paid mm-hmm. until it closes. Right. So if you're a new agent and you're staring down this listing that you're mm-hmm. so excited for, mm-hmm. but then on the other hand you're like, oh, right. this might be tight. You can build a hole a little bit to start out. That's yeah. right. And you kind of want to make sure you're mitigating that. Um, yeah. One of the other things that I've started doing and I know a few other agents are doing is get like a little creative with where you're posting. Mm. Um, your listings or you know if you have a buyer need or whatever it is like specifically for listings I'm finding people are putting things into different Facebook groups Mm. Um, so like one of the girls that I work with has a listing that's in Franklin and it's like a mid-century modern kind of house it's very cool so I know she's put it in like a couple Facebook groups Mm. of like hey people who like mid-century houses here you go or like the listing I have right now has an Airbnb potential so I've put it in investor Facebook groups like these are free things that get you a little bit more view Mm -hmm. than just putting it on the MLS because if I'm an investor and I'm not really actively looking, or I don't have an agent right now, I'm really not checking the MLS. Right. But maybe I'm in this investor group, or I'm in this old house group on Facebook, and now you've posted this, and I went, hey, I did want a house with an Airbnb potential, or you know, with mid-century woodwork. I did want that, that's cool. Um, so again, kind of like free ways to do it, really just getting creative and like, how do I think outside this box? Yeah. Yeah. And then committing to it. it sounds like that's important. Whatever it's going to be, like start with one thing, mm-hmm. get under your belt, and then what's the next thing you can add on to it? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you've got multiple avenues Yep. doing it really well versus multiple from the start that are just kind of yep. hit or miss. Yep. And I think that's kind of the perfect way to put it too is like stair steps almost. Mm-hmm. Like start out with what feels the most comfortable and the easiest for you. And be like, all right, you know what? For me, it was the mail marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and I got comfortable with it and set up a couple like months in advance of, okay, this is what the postcards will be. Now what's my next step? And then it was like Facebook, Instagram ads. Okay, I can learn that. So I learned it on YouTube. Um, I'm sure if I paid someone to do it, maybe I'd get more reach. Yeah. But again, you got to balance that budget. Yeah. And I kind of have this thing right now where I'm like, I want to figure that out first. Yeah. I want to know. That's and that's Facebook. I've only done really Facebook ads, and I know that you can target really, really well with that. I mean, housing's in its own special category, so yes. you can't target um, you know people that have just been married yep. or having babies or all that. The interests, right? You it's can't a very do tough that. one for I know, us. I know. It's uh, if so. Instagram ads have been a little bit tricky for people this mm-hmm. year. It seems I know a few people who had really big listings that they wanted to do specifically Instagram ads. Like they did a professional video of it. It's beautiful. It's a $7 million house. Like 
how do we get this out so the people in California and New York and Chicago can see it? Yeah. Um, and so they tried to run these Instagram ads just specifically through that platform and they would get shut down. And then their account is flagged and you're in Instagram jail and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, for my ads, I found if I started it in the Facebook ad management setting, which you have in like a drop down if you have a business page, mm -hmm. um, it was really easy to set up, very easy to put through. I did not end up in Facebook or Instagram jail, which is really refreshing. Yeah. However, things are so stringent with like fair housing laws you can't choose anything except a 15 mile radius of what area you want it to cover. Wow. So that's as granular as you can get. Yep. Wow. Yep. Can't do age, can't do gender, right. can't do income, can't do, like you said, people who have babies or like breweries or anything like that. Whereas like if I were a brewery, mm -hmm. I could really get granular in, in the weeds of yeah. like how I'm marketing this. So that's yeah. a little tough. Like right. when I looked at my last Instagram ad, you know, chart of where it's hitting, it's showing mostly to 18 and 24 year olds. Yeah. So yeah. doing real great at that. Yeah. I get a lot of action with them and then it drops off severely when it hits 25 and up, which I'm like, uh, that's kind of who I need. Yeah. So and obviously someone abused it. And so that's why there's for the sure. So there, it, it's a good thing that there are some guidelines and restrictions, but like you're saying, it's, it's, if let's say you're doing $20 a day on an ad, you probably expect, you know, eight to 10 of that maybe just to go off to the wrong demographic anyway. I think so. And just kind of build that in your projections. Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, and that's what I was starting at. I started at 20 bucks a day. Yeah. Um, every video I watched said like, hey, if this is where you're starting out, do 20 bucks. It doesn't mean it's going to hit 20 bucks every day. You could have a day where it hits 12. You could have a day where it hits 27. Mm -hmm. um, but I got like, 30k in reach wow. which like that's great yeah granted they're a little younger yeah. than who i was looking <laughs> to hit but hey if yeah. a 19 year old wants to buy this house yeah. i am thrilled to have them buy this hey, house yeah maybe you never parents, know parents yeah you never know they you could be here know. for college and yeah. need a big house for roommates like right. throw it out there and see what happens right. and it's cool you could do as little as i don't know if it's a dollar or a couple dollars mm -hmm. day, but you can get your feet wet test some different um, creatives out yeah. and then figure out which one does well and then put more resources, more money behind, behind yeah. that one. I haven't dug into those videos yet, but there's a lot of videos about doing like A and B testing mm -hmm. that you'll do like a static post for one and then you'll do a carousel for another and let that go for a week and like you said, do like three bucks. Yeah. See what hits, see what doesn't and then keep one and then move on to do like static post video and then again kind of compare and contrast. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's a whole world in itself. It is. There's a lot that you could do there and is. it could be overwhelming too. And yes. it's just like, all right, pick one metric, get it down. And take it slow. Yeah. Do it, take yes. it slow and then add another ad. Mm -hmm. So you, then you have an AB and, and all that. And you can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah, so again, it can be free to <laughs> set up this like $3 a day ad. Yeah. You can put an end limit on your ads so you can keep it within like, hey, I've got 20 bucks in total to spend mm -hmm. $3 a day for X days. We'll see how this goes. Just knock it out. But like the, the thing that we're kind of telling all agents when they come to us for like for the marketing management stuff is I'm like, we got to try something. Yeah. We got to get your name out there mm -hmm. because us not talking or being out or publishing who we are or posting or whatever method it is, you're not going to get your name out there if right. you're just not doing right. something. Yeah, and, and it's, as a realtor, that's a business 
expense, right? Totally. Like you can write that off 100% yes. as an expense. Sure can. Yeah. We just got a really good accountant, very excited. That's why I answered it that yes. way, is he like yeah. opened up a whole world of things that I was like, you mean I can write that off? Yeah. Cool. And do they focus on real estate? Or? No, he does everything. Okay. Yeah, we found him through Brian's construction company. Okay. Um, he was a referral from somebody else. It was yeah. kind of a whole chain of things, but he does everybody. Might need to get a uh, affiliate code for you, and you can plug that yes. in here. Yes, <laughs> awesome. absolutely. Well, uh, well, that was a great dive into marketing, and just want to also touch. I know you are um, big into the north of Nashville areas. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hendersonville, Gallatin, White House, kind of all of that up there, um, and you live up in that area as well. Mm -hmm. Would love to just get a quick kind of market synopsis of. What, what's going on up there and maybe does it differ from other areas like um, Williamson County or w Wilson County or, or Davidson County? Totally. So Sumner and Wilson, very similar in like pricing, price per square foot, days on market. They're super similar. Um, I think our biggest difference would be uh, Williamson County. Sure. Of course. The outlier, yeah. They are just, they are yeah. knocking everybody out of the park. <laughs> um, but I do think that we are a good alternative to people who were like, you know what? Downtown Franklin is super cute. I want to be able to walk to that. So does everyone. Mm -hmm. Listen, right. that's the dream, <laughs> right? Um, however, can we make that dream a reality is a whole nother story. Or do you want to pay for that? I guess mm -hmm. is kind of the other part of it. Um, I tell people all the time, if you like the Williamson County feel, pop yourself up to Sumner County and drive around some of the little back roads. You'll get hills, you'll get farms, you'll get all the feel for it. If you like the downtown vibes, we've got a couple little cities that have cute little downtown squares, like Gallatin has a great public square. Um, somebody was telling me the other day, Portland has a little downtown mm -hmm. section. Springfield's got one. They've got shops and gift stores and restaurants and coffee and like everything you could think of, just not quite as big mm -hmm. as Franklin. Not yet. Sure. I think we're getting there. Yeah. But Franklin is so established in its downtown, I'm like, don't think you're getting to downtown Franklin if you come right. to Gallatin. Right. You're going to get really close, though. <laughs> you're going to yeah. get really close. You'll have very similar views. You'll have very nice people. Same with, like, Williamson County. Like, it'll be great, just not quite a one-for-one one with the downtown. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I just looked over some stats the other day where, for, I think it was for September, Davidson County was averaging, like, 648 as the average sale price. Mm -hmm. um, Sumner County was 473. Okay. And like specifically Hendersonville, because Hendersonville is big with people if they're moving out of Davidson or don't want Williamson County. Mm -hmm. um, I think Hendersonville was like 515 okay. in September. So like that's a big difference. Yeah. You get a lot more house for that price. Yeah. Um, and the month before that, it was holding strong pretty well around that same like low fives, low to mid fives. Like it's nice to see mm -hmm. that we have the housing value holding. You know, right. I know everybody's scared about that right now, but like yeah. when you look at the data, the prices are holding, yeah. which is oh, really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, and when you think like, okay, you could get the same house in Sumner County for 550, that would have cost you a million mm -hmm. in Williamson County, like, well, yeah. That's that's actually pretty nice. Yeah. Maybe we'll look up there and see what we can do. Save some money. Yeah. You know. I, the big alert, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things, but it's like kind of a joke when you have a baby. You look at Williamson County for schools and and all that, and great appreciation. Like it, it's a pretty much a sure thing. Yeah. Williamson County. 
But like I was looking at Hendersonville schools the other day. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Like mm-hmm. up, it's nines, tens, eights, like really strong. And I feel like you were saying like it, it's a definitely a great option that people should look at. Yeah, people are very um, like insular with their schools in Hendersonville too. Mm. Since we didn't grow up there, it's very interesting to like watch it. Yeah. They're very like, I had a client last year who bought a house. He grew up in Hendersonville, she grew up in South Carolina. They met here, got married, bought a house in Hendersonville. And he went to Hendersonville High School, and the, the house they bought is set for Beach High School. Hmm. And he told his mom where they moved to, and the first thing she said was, well, before you have kids, you have to move because we don't have kids that go to beach in our, in our family. Wow. Yeah, they're like very yeah. like, this is where yeah. we went, this is where our family goes. Like college rivalry. For sure, yeah. for wow. sure. It's very interesting, okay. but like they're very proud, and yeah. the football games are a big thing, and people cool. have like the whole like, it was it was a, a cute lights. little running joke there that like go. gotta move before you have kids. Sorry, oh. I'm sure it's a great house. Yeah, can't live there. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Well, as we kind of wrap up things here, um, I know you do a lot of investing and work with a lot of investor clients and have a big focus towards that. One thing I want to point out on the lender side, and everyone has probably heard heard this by now, but November 18th is when the Fannie Mae 5% down goes into effect for two, three, and four multi-unit properties, owner-occupied. You have to, you do have to live in one of those. Um, and before it was 15 to 20% is mm-hmm. kind of the minimum down payment. Um, so as interest rates continue to rise or stay, stay up, we're, we're around seven and a half, eight percent today. They went, they hit another new high today as we're recording this. And so <laughs> my watch is going on with all the alerts to lock right now. Um, but um, but as as you think about it, there's there's not a ton three to four multi unit around here. There's not a, a lot, but there are a lot of two two mm-hmm. units. And um, you know, what's your thoughts on living in one and then renting out the other? I feel like with rates being such a high environment, that's a way to either offset completely or at least take a big chunk off. Totally, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really cool way, especially if you're like a first time home buyer and the whole thought of like, wow, I'm doing this, this is really expensive. Maybe maybe getting a house costs you more than your rent right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be really honest. We used to be able to say, hey, interest rates are so low, your mortgage payment might be less than your rent. Right. Maybe that's not what's happening right now, but you can stomach that, you can afford it, you're ready, you want it. It's such a cool way for a homeowner, especially, like I said, someone young, to look at it and go, okay, so I can get a house, I can have somebody help pay towards my mortgage, mm-hmm. and I'm essentially starting a business. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. This is really cool. Like I have a realtor friend who did exactly that here in Tennessee. Um, she's out west a little bit more, but she bought a duplex. She lived in one side. She let the current lease run out when she bought it. Um, went in there, renovated it, raised the rent a little bit, moved a new person in, started fixing up hers. Then she took that and went on to the next one. It's been like a whole like domino wow. effect for her. She's legitimately started this like kind of fix and flip business of it's duplexes. Awesome. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, so I think it's really exciting. I think it's great that that's an option that people have and it's mm-hmm. going to make it easier for them to do that and more affordable because affordability is the name of the game right now yeah you know with with interest rates hitting eight Mm -hmm. maybe it's going to be easier to have somebody pay you fifteen hundred dollars a month towards your Mm -hmm. uh your overall mortgage yeah think of what you could get if 
you know, the savings you can do, I don't know, it just gives you more yeah. freedom. It makes me really excited, honestly. Yeah, me too. And like you said, like that strategy of repeating it too, because once your 12 months are up, you can buy another house. Yeah. You don't have to continue living in it. And now that you're renting out both sides, and then you're getting your new, say, duplex, and you're getting income from one side, and, and you're fixing up maybe the other side, living in it, you got to live in it. But then you do it again the next year. Yep. And I wish I did that. Everyone says that, right? I wish, uh-huh. you know, because when you're, you're a little bit younger, you don't have less comforts, you know, you can do that. And, yep. you know, or if you find, a, you know, a spouse or someone that's willing to do that with you and just kind of, hey, we're going to do this for in that three or four years. We're going to have four investment properties with mm-hmm. eight doors or 12 doors or whatever. We're going to be set up for the future totally and that that passive income that's coming in every month yeah. as you're like again if you were to start young like we all should have yes. right if you were to have started young let's say you're like 24 mm-hmm. and you buy it and you get you know the one side rented you live in the other even if it doesn't need to be fixed up mm-hmm. just the fact that somebody is helping you pay towards that you now have a place of your own that's appreciating yeah. it's amazing you have like you said 12 months move on to the next one mm-hmm. now you're creating this passive income you can have kids you can pay to go to disney you can do whatever you want like yeah. It just really snowballs into this really cool thing. Yeah, I think it. I think it should get talked about more. Mm-hmm. The like creative living spaces. Yeah, totally. Like you know, maybe you don't want roommates. I get that. Yeah. Get a duplex. Mm-hmm. Have a roommate on the other side of the wall from you. You don't even have to mess with them. Yeah. You won't even know they're there. And then add a couple uh, adus or dadus in the back. Absolutely. And just increase that revenue. Yes, you got a big lot. Split that sucker in exactly. half. Like figure out what you can do. Exactly. Get creative. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Real estate again, undefeated. You can do a lot of things with it. Get mm. creative, and if you hear a no, there's usually ways that you can figure out how to get that no to a yes. As far as not necessarily on the lending side of things, but as far as codes or whatever. Like For there's sure. ways to figure stuff out and get creative. For sure. And I know people talk about that like Davidson County can be a little tough with like departments and zoning and codes and things mm-hmm. like that. But I've also talked to a lot of people that are like, yeah, they let me get really creative. People are doing it, yeah. right? Someone's finding a way. They are. I, yeah. I really think like it's kind of about knowing the right people and like I'm lucky we've got a guy in our office who seems to know the right people that if it ever came up to, you know, my husband and I and we were like hey, could we split this lot? I could call Kyle and he'd be like, mm, not that one. Or yes, you could split that one. So like, awesome. like you said, you got to get creative and mm-hmm. ask around. And I think that that's something that realtors need to get more into as well. Yeah. It's like, we're not each other's competition. Right. That's not what we are. Mm-hmm. I'm here to cheer you on. You're here to cheer me on. There's plenty of business for all of us, mm-hmm. even when it's slow. So if you have a question or like you don't know what to do, like find somebody who's in a different segment of real estate than you and ask them. Yeah. Buy them coffee. Sit down with them and, and see what they say. Like, learn how to split a lot in Wedgwood, Houston. Yeah. See what go, see what happens. It'd be yeah. awesome. There you go. Yeah. That could be our next seminar. Learn how to split a lot there in you Wedgwood, go. Houston. It's very specific. I'll connect you with Kyle. Yeah. There we go, Kyle. Well, awesome, Katie. Well, um, another great interview, and, and uh, it was a pleasure having you on and just learning a lot of not necessarily marketing, but just everything about you know what's going on in your world and. Um, I appreciate you giving the time. What's what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? I would say definitely Instagram, um, at Katie underscore buys and sells. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, yep. a lot of good content there. You're very active, posting continuously. Oh, man, we're trying. Yeah, got to do it. Whoever's, whoever's out there crushing social media, I see you and I commend you. Because, <laughs> oof. 
it's a consistency. With consistency, anything, right? yes. It's so hard to do. Whether it's mail and marketing, whether it's hosting open houses, whether it's you know talking to people at coffee shops, it's consistency. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Totally. Well, we'll put your, your handle in the, uh, the show notes so everyone be sure to follow and reach out to, to Katie. And um, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm Jared Swanson at Nashville Real Estate Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you feel extra generous, leave us a five-star review. I greatly appreciate it. 